Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. U.S. Supreme Court heard the oral arguments today about whether or not states can remove Donald Trump from the um, from their ballots because he's an insurrectionist. What does that mean? We're not really sure. We don't, we don't, we don't really know. He has never been uh, impeached for insurrection, uh, nor was he convicted of it. Uh, is he an officer under the government, of the government? Uh, we don't. Anyway, all of these issues were hashed out uh, in the court today. Uh, we'll see what happens. I don't make predictions on, uh, well, jury trials, but to a larger extent, any kind of trial, any kind of legal proceeding. Because I'm not a lawyer. And I tend to look at things in a logical sort of, you know, common sense, everyday approach. And so, therefore, uh, how would I ever expect to predict what a lawyer with a black robe is going to decide? Right. So I just I don't make these predictions. I don't make election predictions either. I try not to. Sometimes it happens. I just find myself talking and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my gosh, was that a prediction? Kind of sort of was. It's not my intent. I never intend to do that. Um. Having failed to persuade and then having failed to successfully bribe, the Biden administration is now going with extortion. They've uh, they've opted for the extortion route, uh, which makes sense because they've exhausted the other two, like persuasion and bribery. And I mean, that is sort of the hallmark of Biden Inc., you know, Biden crime family uh, M.O. is always you know, persuasion and bribery. Uh, If not, then I guess we go to the extortion route. And that's where we are uh, with the Republicans on the border issue. Extortion. Yeah, the White House announced that Immigration and Customs Enforcement will soon be, quote, forced to reduce operations at the southern border due to lack of funds. Lack of funds. They don't have the money, which is weird, right? Because like the Republicans have said, they will fund border security. Oh, but Pete, they voted down that border bill. Yeah, because of all of the other stuff that was in it. The Republican position has never been to not fund border security. In fact, they've passed legislation to do that exact thing. They're all about funding them some border security. But this is how the... Biden folks think that they are going to kind of get position on the Republicans on this issue. So they're going with the extortion. Uh, So you're going to have to give us the Ukraine funding that we demand. And you're going to have to give Joe Biden uh, the codified legislative authority to uh, to not do anything ever again. Um, Well, I shouldn't say ever again for three years. It's one of the things one of the most often overlooked part. Uh, one of the overlooked parts of the uh, the very bad border bill, the B cubed, as I called it, uh, the BBB, um, is that it sunsets in three years. So this 
this emergency authority that the uh, Biden administration said it had to have in order to address the emergency at the border, which, of course, they said was not an emergency and not a crisis for the last three years, but now all of a sudden became one, like last week. Um, They now claim that they just need this authority for three years, which, of course, is designed to sunset while Biden is still in office so he can then continue to do what he's doing right now, right, allowing the the border to be overrun, not deporting people, putting them through these uh, this asylum process with their app that's basically designed to get people, you know, across the border processed and then released out into the country. So they want to be able to go back to that. But more importantly, they don't want a Republican president to have these uh, powers. And that's why they also stuck on there the limitation, which, oh, yeah, the the Homeland Security secretary shall declare uh, an emergency, right, shall have this authority, but it can be overruled by the president. And even if it's not, it only lasts in the first year, nine months. Second year, it's like seven months. Third year, it's six months. So you can't uh, you you can't point to this legislation, this proposed bill that is now dead officially. You can't point to that thing and say this was going to fix it, because even at its most stringent, it's only stopping, it's only declaring this emergency for nine months out of the year. What do you think happens in the other three months? It's a free for all because once you exhaust the nine month window, then you could just overload everything into the ni- into the, the last three months of the year. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Anyway, the press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, told reporters that because Republicans have not passed the bipartisan border security agreement with funding for Israel and Ukraine, the administration is left with no choice but to pull back from the border. See that? It's your own fault, Americans. Like, you guys, you did this to yourself, right? You would not give us $60 billion for Ukraine, and so now, sorry, uh, we're just going to have to leave the borders uh, wide open. It's your own fault. It's your own fault. Sure, why not? Let's go over here and let's talk to, is it Rom? Hello, Rom. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hello. Good Good morning. Uh, and um, I wanted, uh, while I was listening on the phone, I wanted to talk about what you thought, I mean, mentioned of for the, the border. Mm-hmm security so-called bill which essentially doesn't fix anything right uh but then um i i was actually tempted to talk about what Vince was discussing in the previous program regarding the the radical extremism that we are seeing in the in the u.s right now mm-hmm. i don't know if i if i'm supposed to comment on that right now if you allow me to yeah go ahead uh, it's all i mean it's all kind of part then, and parcel of this it's all part of the same discussion i think right all right yeah, yeah. it is it is and and I, I have just to set, set some background. I am a I am a legal immigrant, uh, born outside the U.S. Uh, naturalized U.S. citizen a couple of years ago, and I I, I take pride in, in myself calling that. Uh, and because there is a reason why I'm I'm naturalized because I I believe in the way of life um, that that the you know, the opportunities that are presented here and the fairness with what people are treated here, right? And 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 that is the premise of this entire uh, democratic institution and the u.s constitution is a beacon for many uh, constitutions around the world especially in india where we come from 
and the Indian Constitution was an amalgamation or partly borrowed from the ideas of the U.S. Constitution. And 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 when when I see what is going on with the country right now, and I am really pained to uh, to to basically note that there are uh, and I was astonished that these things happen right here in U.S. in Michigan. But then I'm not surprised. Mm. The reason being, um, long I mean, successive administrations. It may not be very apparent to the general public in the U.S., but people outside the U.S., especially from where I come from in India, I, it, the U.S. administration has been a successful U.S. administration, and I don't particularly want to allude to which administration it is, but they have ignored uh, terrorist activities in in countries that are like-minded, right? And and uh, when I when I say that, uh, look at. India generally, there there is one problem which which India faces, which which is terrorism from from Pakistan, and mm-hmm. successive governments in the U.S. have ignored that and and have constantly been supporting Pakistan with arms and ammunition and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Which is which, which doesn't go unnoticed in India, and and then I'll take you back to a very very recent incident, and you may Google it if you have time. But way back in 2008, there was a terrorist activity in India where a bunch of uh, Pakistan terrorists actually came in and and uh, shooted, shoot, shot up, uh, and, and many U.S. citizens were also killed in this in the in the Taj Hotel in Mumbai and also yep. train stations and a, a, a Shabad house where uh, many Jewish people were also killed and they and all this recce actually they did a recce few months ago. And it was done by an American citizen called David Coleman Headley, and he, I think, languishes in an American jail. Why I bring up that is after that, when the Indian investigation agencies were able to establish that an American citizen called David Coleman Headley, who, by the way, was also a Pakistani, mm. born by the name Dawood Head, he had Pakistani ancestors. His grandfather or parents were Pakistanis, but then. The U.S. and at that time it was a Democrat government headed by President Barack Obama. Even after presenting all the evidence that this guy was the mastermind who did Reiki activities and supplied all the information to a Pakistani terrorist, they didn't do anything. They kept on asking information. They kept on asking information. Uh, an Indian government kept on submitting all that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where he is. They say he's in a jail in Chicago. Mm-hmm. But then. What I'm telling you is all this inaction doesn't go unnoticed uh, because the people local here who, who come here think that U.S. is a safe haven for doing terrorist activities, uh, which is not the case. Yeah, ideally it shouldn't be, right? No. I... And why do you think why do you think all these imams and all these get so radicalized? Have you ever seen a, a, a bishop or a, or, a, or a church father preaching such things? Why do you why do you have imams preaching such negativity? Why why don't they focus on religion? Stop talking politics, right? Ram, I appreciate the call. I think there's, I mean, that's a very deep question that you've asked. There's a number of reasons, and there's going to be individual answers, I'm sure. But uh, Islam, my view, Islam is more than just a religion. It's a, it's an economic and social and cultural and governing uh, philosophy. It's, it's the whole, it's the whole shebang. Uh, I appreciate the call. Welcome, by the way, to America. Glad you are here. You, you are the uh, exact kind of uh, person that we want to come here legally. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? 
Okay, so what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com, veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out i literally only have like like 30 seconds here so let me just uh wrap up this fox news uh report that the uh white house says ice will reduce deportations and detention capacity if republicans don't pass a border bill or the border bill the announcement that ICE will reduce enforcement operations comes after U.S. Customs and Border Protection reported more than 3.2 million encounters with illegal immigrants at the border. That is the highest ever recorded. Caringe Jean-Pierre said, oh, that's four French words I know, actually, um, said that without additional appropriations, more money, more money, more money, quote, ICE would be forced to reduce its removal operations and its total detention capacity and more. So they're shaking us down. They are extorting us. They're like, we are demanding that you pay for the Ukraine funding. And okay, fine, maybe the Israel funding too, but we're really not wed to that. But mainly Ukraine. Got to fund the Ukraine stuff. And then we'll throw you a little something, something, a little like 18% of the total cost. Uh, we'll throw that to uh, uh, to the border stuff. But actually, like, it's just going to codify the discretion that Biden is already using to not enforce the border uh, border. Uh, laws. So uh, it was a terrible bill, but now they're saying they're going to make it even worse at the border unless Republicans cave and do what Democrats demand. Let's go back over to the phones and get Dave on the program. Hello, Dave. Thanks for hanging on. Welcome. Hey, Pete, the most important question. Did you ever get that two ounces of coffee yet? No, I actually just attempted. uh, I attempted to get water uh, from the water cooler during the break uh, and the water cooler jug is empty, um, which is weird <laughs> because the 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 last time it got swapped out was a week ago when I was here and I swapped it out. And now fast forward a week, I'm I'm back into the studio and now it's empty. Uh, and because I've got the the you know the 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 wound in my back with stitches in it, I can't lift up the water jug. So. I can't replace it, so I go out to the hallway to fill up the water jug or to fill up my uh, my water bottle out there, and that water cooler jug is empty as well. So it's just the day is just it's just getting worse and worse. Well, we hope we can turn it around here real quick. All right, let's see what we could do. <laughs> first of all, we need to get Biden. He'll spend millions of dollars to kind of solve the conspiracy with all that stuff that you just described. But anyway, that's another sad story. <laughs> hey, hey, I really appreciate that. What was you said it so eloquently? There were two things that Biden has done, and now he's he's reverted to uh, extortion. What was the uh, no bribery? He failed to yeah persuade. He failed to persuade, and oh, uh, then right. he failed to successfully bribe. And so now they're going with extortion. Yeah, I discounted persuade because you kind of have to have a brain to persuade people. So he, he doesn't qualify for that. Anyway, uh, listen, man, all he does is lie. All the Democrats do is lie. I, I'm sorry. I just have to say, if you're a Democrat, you got to be the dumbest person on the face of the earth. 
and I, that expires. If applies to half of America, so be it. But well, you I realize mean, that they think the exact same thing of the Republicans, right? You know that, right? They, they're welcome. They're they're entitled to their opinion because American citizens, patriotic American citizens, shed their blood for them to have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But man, we are we are in deep. Deep trouble because the inmates are running the asylum, brother. We have we uh, conservatives had better get off their blessed insurance. I didn't notice. I didn't say Republicans. I said conservatives, and there's a difference, unfortunately, sadly. Mm-hmm. But we we don't get this thing turned around. We are heading down the toilet in a hurry. I, 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 interesting to hear the news article about uh, GDP or whatever the news thing is over there, and and, and Putin, you know, get together. Uh, man, we we have got to get it turned around. Or we're going to wind up having to stick Russian or Chinese or both. Thank you, Pete. Appreciate you. All right, thanks, Dave. I appreciate the call. I would. I would say, look, I, it's not even to me. It's not even a matter of conservative, Republican, liberal, Democrat, whatever. I mean, this is this is a fight against Marxism. That's what this is, and I, I know people don't want to identify it as that because it makes them feel like a 1960s square. Makes you know, it's like there's a lot of baggage that comes along with that. But that is the philosophy that we are battling right now. And yes, you can frame it also as good versus evil. This isn't Democrat-Republican. Unfortunately, this idea, these concepts, have taken root inside the Democrat Party. It's not all of the Democrat Party, but it is a very large chunk of it, and it's growing. It's very easy to get sucked into this kind of thinking. It's, you know, it's Marxism. It's the promise of utopia. That's intoxicating. And especially for people who have a predisposition psychologically as people who tend to identify as Democrats and, and liberal, they, they tend to uh, have this more of an open kind of uh, uh, creative, chaotic uh, uh, mindset. And th- I'm not saying that as a pejorative. I'm not making fun or mocking. It's just a, they're just different ways that brains look at the world and function and that sort of thing. And you need both kinds of brains, right? You need one that's more ordered than chaotic for certain applications and vice versa. The unfortunate thing is that these, these promises of utopia, these visions of perfection, they take hold among people who more uh, identify as on the liberal side of the political spectrum. And so it's very intoxicating to them. Whereas people on the right have a more uh, realistic uh, view of human nature, more of a, a pessimistic view, if you want, but I would submit it's a realistic view. And there's a, that's a, that's to me, that's the line. And so like, it doesn't matter to me. You could be a registered Democrat. If you recognize it or, you know, self-proclaimed liberal doesn't matter. If you, if you believe that America is like the, the, the best hope for a free society that rejects Marxism and collectivism, you're my ally. That's the grand, that's the grand unifying idea. Let me get Ralph on before the break. Hello, Ralph. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, Pete. I uh, hope everyone is doing well today. Uh, you know, and and another thing besides the extortion and stuff like that, Biden is just not communicating to the people well enough to get his, his point across. Oh, that's always uh, the case. That's always the yeah. burden of Democrats. They just aren't getting the message out. Maybe if they had control or influence over a lot of media operations, they may be able to do that. 
miscommunication. Yeah. You know, I'm baffled at, at one of your contributors that that come on your show, uh, a paid contributor. He said on one of his promos uh, and everything, uh, Pat McCory. Nah, you know, well, I don't. Okay, I don't pay Pat McCory to come on the show. He uh, like. Well, I, I'm talking about he 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 does some ads for CPI. But oh anyway, yeah yeah yeah. He, his little spot, you know, his moment of the day yesterday was that Republicans turned down this uh, border bill. Right. 80%, he said 80% of Republicans wanted what was in that bill. Only 20% of it was was not. But then, you know, you stated all the all the things that was going to sunset. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there was a minute little bit maybe of, of chain migration or something to that effect in that bill or... Uh, some other things, but you know, I, I'm baffled that he would say that th- that was a good bill, and he was basically blasting the conservatives for not passing. Did you hear him with me on the show yesterday? I did not. Okay, so uh, this is a great opportunity for me to remind people to get the podcast, and you can go back and listen to it. Uh, yesterday, first hour of the program, go to WBT.com or the PeteCallenderShow.com and get the podcast totally free. Anyway, you listen to the first hour. The second part the second part of that discussion I had with him was about the immigration bill. And, um, and he admitted that he had not read the bill um, and he acknowledged that he did not know all of the specifics. He simply had read the Wall Street Journal write-up uh, in their editorial section in defense of the border bill. And so when I pushed back on some of the assertions that he made, that, that's when he said, like, you know, he, he wasn't sure about all of the specifics. And so I, I think that was it was pretty obvious what had happened. Right. He has he has formulated his opinion about uh, the bill and its benefits based off of that Wall Street Journal piece. And that was it. Whereas I I, I, I did a bit more, I think, research on it and uh, read portions of the bill. Uh, and so I think I'm a little bit more in tune with what exactly the bill was calling for and the problems that the bill presented. And also, I think Ukraine and uh, the Ukraine funding component was something that Pat uh, agrees with as well. And the Wall Street Journal board uh, a- agrees with as well. And so they saw it as a good trade. So uh, not only are we now being extorted by our president uh, for the Ukrainian funding. He says he's going to... Um, the White House says ICE will reduce deportations and reduce detention capacity if Republicans don't pass the border bill. Uh, but then also NBC News reports the Biden administration is considering taking executive action to deter illegal migration across the southern border. Hmm. Wait a minute. Hang on. Wait. So, uh, all right. Hang on. So we're going to have to reduce deportations and detention capacity, but Biden is saying that we're going to have to do some executive actions to deter illegal immigration. Which is weird, because I thought that we couldn't do anything unless we passed the border bill. And if we don't pass the border bill, then we're not going to have the detention and the... so confusing. As passing legislation on border security in Congress appears unlikely, the plans under consideration signal that the White House wants to take action before numbers at the border, which have dropped in the past month, rise again as expected. This is their attempt to show that they're getting tough on immigration. Right? This is their, this, right? Because they could have done this. They could have been doing this for three years, but they haven't. They're doing it now because they think they're going to win the narrative 
war. And look, when you've got all of the legacy media helping them in that effort, yes, why wouldn't they make that calculation, right? The plans have been under consideration for months, according to these unnamed officials named Karine Jean-Pierre. No, I'm kidding. No one is identified in the piece. In December, as Congress prepared to leave town for the holidays with no border solution, illegal crossings hit the uh, 10,000 encounters a day mark. The unilateral measures under consideration might upset some progressives in Congress. But they noted Democrat mayors who have asked for more help from the federal government to handle the influx of migrants in their cities would be pleased. The measures are still being drafted and are not expected to take place anytime soon. Mike, welcome to the program. Hello, Mike. How are you? Hi, Pete. Hey. Uh, just, I, I was watching uh, ABC News last night, 630 News, and they you know, they think the water bill was the best thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, you know, the bill would have stopped immigration after 5000 They never said 5000 a day. The way they reported it, it was almost as if, well, if it reaches 5000 at any time, the border will shut down. Mm-hmm. But they never said a day. Well, day. And, and here's the thing. It doesn't even do that. The president can suspend that at any time. It just allows oh, yeah. that to occur. It allows for it. It doesn't mandate it because the president can say not actually an emergency and just not and then just kind of override the emergency authority given to his Homeland, uh, Homeland Security secretary. Yeah, it was a bad bill all the way around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Mike, I appreciate the call. I uh, I, I uh, uh, am luckier than you. I did not see ABC News yesterday. So, um, <laughs> but um, but it goes to this point. Mike said that you know ABC News was reporting this bill as if it was the best thing ever. It's it's another example in a long line of them, but they all kind of fall under this same category, where you know the best bill is one that Republicans killed and so then it becomes this best bill because the republicans killed it and now they can beat republicans up over it it's sort of like the best republican candidates are the ones who lost and conceded like john mccain the best republicans then they when you hear democrats talk glowingly about some republicans it's after they have died or conceded right that's the only time you ever get any of these types of uh uh laudatory words and praise for Republicans or bills. That's it.